0: welcome back to let's buy podcast a podcast hosted by me vibe with aid in today's episode we are talking about how to beat social media algorithms in 2021 Welcome back, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Happy Tuesday. I hope you guys are doing well and staying safe and healthy. Thank you so much for spending your Tuesday with me. I am super excited to talk about today's topic. It's been a long time coming. We're talking about how to beat social media algorithms in 2021. I was going to do this topic a while ago, and we're finally getting back to it. So I'm excited to dive on in on some tips and tricks and everything like that. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by social media algorithms, um, before we get into today's episode, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and all of that jazz. I really appreciate it. Um, seeing all of your guys' promo, um, regarding Spotify wrapped and being a part of that was super special. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, But make sure you share this podcast with a friend today, share it to your Instagram stories, everything like that. I'm super happy with how this year has gone with my little podcast that we've grown. Um, And I'm really excited that I launched it this year and really happy that I did that. So thank you so, so much for all the support. Um, Upcoming episodes, we are doing one final Ask Aid Anything episode for 2020. So if you have anything that's been on your mind, anything that you guys wanna talk about, um, feel free to submit some questions to hello at with Again, hello at vibewitha.com. Any questions you guys you want to ask me literally about anything, um, feel free to send in any questions. I'll also ask my Instagram followers, I'll ask on YouTube and Twitter. So start getting those questions in. Um, and we will do a nice little episode like that to wrap up the year. Um And if you guys already didn't know, I am now doing weekly podcasts again. So every other week, you guys are going to get a big episode like today. And then every other week, you are going to get a mini vibes podcast. So that is going to be a smaller type of podcast. So stay tuned for that. Those mini vibes are just going to be on podcast platforms, whereas these bigger episodes are going to be on YouTube. That is just the way that I think for right now, I'm going to be able to do weekly podcasts, but I want to get back into doing weekly, I think it would really help out a lot to keep the momentum going for the podcast. So without further ado, let's get into listener of the week. And I just wanted to shout everyone out as a listener of the week. I didn't want to single anyone out this week, um, mainly because we did get Spotify wrapped back. So if you guys. Tagged me you shared with me that I was your top podcast or that I was a part of your top five podcast like thank you so much like it means a lot to me and I'm really glad I got to spend a lot of time with you guys in a new way this year um launching a podcast is a really big undertaking and I had a lot of doubts going into it and just going with it and doing what feels right has felt really good so I'm really glad you guys have been loving this podcast just as much as I do because it's like my little baby um I've been trying to figure out what fits and what works for this podcast so hopefully next year we will just be able to keep this train going keep trucking along so thank you so so much for being here with me um so thank you for all the support this year as for the vibe check so let's get into the vibe check for those that are new to my podcast we do this little check-in with ourselves just to check in with ourselves check in with each other whatever it may be so let's get into it we haven't done this in a while I'm so excited so we'll take in three deep breaths breathe in and breathe out second one in and second one out last one in And last one, out. And then I'll ask the following questions, and you can think in your head, journal, whatever feels good. So how am I feeling today? Do I like this feeling? What could this feeling be trying to teach me? What could make today better, or is there a need to? What are three things I'm grateful for today? What could I affirm for myself or a goal I can set for myself? Now I'll go ahead and share how I'm feeling and you can ponder these questions throughout today. You can journal, whatever feels good. Um, So today I'm feeling pretty good. I'm a little caffeinated, so I might be a little messed up on my words today. Sometimes when I'm caffeinated, I feel like the words in my head go a lot faster than when I'm actually speaking. So hopefully this podcast episode won't be too much of a train wreck. But I'm feeling good. Um, I talked about it in the Mini Vibes podcast last week. I was severely burnt out, so I took all of November off. Content creating, I took a week off of my actual work at my full-time job for the week of Thanksgiving. Feeling much better. I went to my therapist. I went to my gyno. We're figuring things out. We're fixing ourselves, and I feel really good. Uh, This week was a good week. I feel really motivated about Vibe with Eight again. I feel really good about my fitness journey. I feel really good about my relationships. I feel really good about a lot of stuff. So even though I'm not going home for the holidays and I miss my family a lot, we are making the most of it. I did meet Chase's family for Thanksgiving and that was a really good big step for us. Um, And ever since then, it's just been really good between us. So all in all, I'm feeling really good. This is my last weekend to kind of just like do stuff before I have to like kind of quarantine for Christmas. Um, cause Chase and I are going to see his family for Christmas. So the rest of the weekends are going to be a little bit more low key, but this week I, um, this weekend I'm just getting some content done then I'm going to hang out with Chase and then hang out with some friends. So this is like the last amount of friend time I get. Um, and I don't hang out with a lot of friends. Uh, it's usually the people that I know that are also being safe. Um, those are the people I'm hanging out with. So it's not like I'm going out or anything like that. Um, I like this feeling. I'm feeling really good. I've been sleeping really well. I haven't been drinking on the weekends. um, So that's been really nice to not be hung over on the weekends and I can actually get stuff done. So we're going to just keep this train going. So what could this feeling be trying to teach me that we are doing good, we're feeling good, and we need to keep keep progressing forward. What could make today better or is there a need to? Oh, we're halfway through our Saturday so I don't think there's anything to make today better. i um, gonna get some nice friend time, get some nice chase time and that's all I can ask for for the rest of today. Um, <clears throat> three things I'm grateful for today. Probably number one, taking time for myself. Taking that time off really helped a lot and I think It also taught me a lot, so I don't have to get to that point again. So I'm really grateful for that. Even though it was really hard, I'm still really grateful for that whole period where I had to take time off. Um, Number two, I'm grateful that for my health and my family's health, um, I have not yet to get COVID. Knock, knock, knock on wood. And my family is doing good as well. So I'm very grateful for our health. And even though we don't get to spend the holidays together, I'm just grateful that we're both safe Um, me and my parents were all safe and everything like that. So grateful for that. And then finally, the final thing I'm grateful for probably chase, honestly, it's just so great being with, (laughs) um, I don't really know how to put it into words, but it's just really nice to be with someone where your energy is very matched and is very supportive and you both want to help the other out in terms of what you're working towards. Um, it's just great to be with someone like that. And I'm really appreciative of him. It'll be a year since we met in March, which is crazy, but we're going to have our first Christmas together. And I'm so excited to get him gifts. Um, We both don't like receiving gifts, but we love giving gifts. So (laughs) that'll be interesting. We'll see what happens with that. But I'm just very happy with him. So we got a little chase update for you guys. He's doing good. We're doing good and everything's good. So Uh, goal or affirmation? Um, I'm trying to think. A current goal of mine is just to get back on Vibe with Aid, get back on that content game, be posting, be talking with you guys, everything like that which reminds me I need to post an Instagram. I'm a little late to that. So I might need to figure out what Instagram I'm posting today. Oh, I do have one plan. So I'll post that later. Um, yeah, just getting back into the swing of it all. It feels a little weird, but we're just getting back into it. So I'm feeling good. Um, I'm also working on habits and forming better habits. I started reading atomic habits. That's like a book everyone's been recommending. I'm only one chapter in and I'm already like putting that stuff into practice and I feel like it's really good. So I highly recommend that um, book, but just trying to get in the flow, get in the groove, everything like that and feel good. Um, And an affirmation I have been saying a lot is everything that is happening to me is happening for my greater good and I am grateful for it. So I saw that on a TikTok. I've been saying that like three times every day. I write it down. It's really been helping. So everything that has been happening to me is happening for my greater good. And I am grateful for it. Basically, it's just saying whatever's happening right now is happening for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. And I'm grateful for it because it's either bringing you good things, it's either bringing you bad things. But if it's bad, it's probably going to teach you a lesson and it's going to make you stronger. Just like that whole mental health thing breakdown that I went through while it really sucked I came out a lot stronger so it's kind of hard to reframe and retrain your brain to like think like oh why is this bad thing happening to me but I feel like when you start to think everything does happen for a reason and you step outside of the hurt You step outside of the pain, you're able to look at it from a different lens. So that is it for this week's vibe check. Like I said, take some time with yourself, check in with yourself, check in with your friends, family, everything like that. It's a really hard time with the holidays and COVID and everything going on. So I highly encourage you to check in with your people um, and make sure we're all doing good and we're all staying healthy and everything mentally, physically and everything like that. All right, so diving right on into this episode, talking about social media algorithms and how you can beat it in 2021. Social media is my job. Basically, it's a 24-hour job, I feel like, aside from when I'm sleeping. Um, I work full-time at a digital marketing agency, so I'm always constantly you know, working on social media, working in social media, having to stay up with trends, industry knowledge, everything like that. And then for Vibe with Aid, I do social media for, you know, I grew my Instagram for from under 3000 to almost 13,000 in three, a little over three years, which is really crazy. Um, And I have my own battles with the algorithms personally. And it's definitely challenging to figure out. But once you can kind of reframe your relationship with social media, it will definitely drive your content further, it will drive you further, and you're, you'll overall feel a lot better about it. It was really eye opening the other day, I saw this girl post an Instagram, and it made me really sad. Almost she has around 2900 followers, I'm not going to say who, um, but she commented on the photo. And she was like, The lighting wasn't great in this photo, so it didn't quite turn out how I wanted, but I still wanted to post it. And it just made me almost really sad because it makes me sad that you get so critical of yourself now that you almost don't post a photo because the lighting's bad, the editing didn't turn out great. I see a lot of people comment about like, oh, this wasn't the edit I wanted. This wasn't the lighting I wanted. And it's really sad that we've gotten to this place where things have to be perfect, or it doesn't get posted. And I'm kind of going on a tangent from what I wanted to talk about why I want to talk about this, but I feel like that relates to it that we've gotten in such a habit of posting for what the algorithm will do best, you know, instead of posting what we want, I'm guilty of it. I've definitely changed up my content strategy this year to appeal to the algorithms. But to it just makes me sad that a lot of creators are really hurting and struggling with this algorithm right now, to where, They're not they they're feeling like their content isn't good enough that's what i'm getting at is that people are feeling like they're not good enough their content isn't good enough just because an algorithm isn't pushing it out and it's hard definitely um so i really felt for that girl when she posted that and it made me so sad because i and i commented i was like this photo turned out great like i didn't even see anything wrong with the lighting so she must have edited it really well And that's just some workarounds you have to get around. But I wanted to, like, validate her and be like, no, this is a really good photo. Like, don't stress about it. Like, it turned out great. And, like, that's what I want to tell you guys. that Like, you don't have to be so nitpicky about things or um, whatever just because you're afraid an algorithm's not going to favor it. I started saying, like, fuck it to hashtags because hashtags don't work for me. And I've still gotten and been I've still gotten this far and have been able to grow my accounts without hashtags. Um, so there are workarounds and ways to do it. So I just wanted to talk about how to beat it, but also how to be friends with it, how to not let it ruin or affect your life. Um, I'm mainly going to be talking about Instagram in this um, because I feel like that is the biggest challenge I see with a lot of people is the Instagram algorithm. We'll talk a little bit about TikTok. I'm still learning the TikTok algorithm. I'm still learning what works because I'm in my first year of having a TikTok. I've already grown my account on TikTok to over 6,000 followers in one year, which is like crazy to me. Like having an algorithm like that is insane. Um, And I think I would have probably hit 10K by now, but I took a couple of breaks from TikTok because I was still figuring it out. I was still figuring out what works best when making content for it and everything like that. But yeah, so let's get into it. When it comes to the Instagram algorithm, this one I find the most challenging to understand because it is constantly changing. Back then, back around, I would say like when I first got on Instagram, which was around 2012, 2013, um, I didn't really understand algorithms. This was when it was all in chronological order. Like you would refresh and you would see your most recent post that someone posted and um everything like that that was the golden age you know like we ever we were all just learning Instagram we were using the filters that Instagram had we didn't care what the photos looked like we just wanted to share those photos and then probably when I was in college is when it started to like grow a lot more and then you started to see like chronological order still happening but things being a little bit more curated and then from there, they started doing, you know, based on interest, they released Instagram stories to compete with Snapchat, and so on and so forth. And so now we've gotten away from the chronological order, which sucks, I miss chronological order. But now it's based on your interest and engagement, which I think is interesting. Like, they're trying to make it sound like it's personalized to the user, which I believe it is. But it can be pretty flawed in some ways. Like there's some accounts that I used to be super engaged with and then there would be like a switch in the algorithm and then I would start seeing different accounts. Like there's there's some people that stay pretty constant. Like I've always, Emma's always in my rotation of posts because we're always talking and engaging with each other. Um, But then I start to see other people, like if I recently DM'd this person, then they start to come in my feed. It's just very weird And like, sometimes engagement doesn't mean that I want to see that content. So, um, I might be more personalized, but I also follow a lot of people too. So I am getting just a constant rotation of people. I never go to the end of my feed (laughs) because I follow so many people. I don't even see like big influencers on my feed. So like, which is sometimes who I want to see, like Sarah's Day, Alicia Marie, Laura DIY, I never see their content on Instagram. And sometimes that's the content I want to see. <laughs> so it's just very interesting. And we've kind of progressed from likes and comments and, get, and getting followers to be the most important metrics. But right now, in since October, it's been saves and shares. And so what that means is when someone saves a post to their bookmarks, and when someone shares a post either to their Instagram story, or they share it with a friend, whatever that may be. That is what is being indicative of, you know, good content in Instagram's eyes. And also they release new features. So anytime Instagram releases a new feature, whether that be Instagram stories, Instagram reels, IGTV, they push that content out a lot more. So we saw a huge spike in followers and views when reels came out. My friend Amy Conti, I use her all the time in my examples because she is a fascinating, fascinating use case. She grew her Instagram account from, I want to say around 4,000, 5,000, she was under 10K at least, to now 24,000 people with one Instagram reel. And she didn't, we didn't all think that that was going to happen, you know, but she got an Instagram reel that got over a million views. It was a shuffle video of her. And this wasn't just an overnight thing though because she has been posting consistently. She always is posting content on her stories, on her feed, on her um, IGTV, everything like that, on her TikTok. And so this one just happened to catch the algorithm in the right way. And she was able to grow her account by that much. And so now she has over 20,000 followers. And she teaches shuffle classes. So I'm sure she saw a boost in her being able to sell those classes and has probably gotten a lot more money because she charges for those classes. She's probably gotten more one-on-one lessons. So it's just crazy how sometimes the algorithm can really work in your favor in that way. And I looked into her post and she really just had a basic caption. She used the music within the editor of Instagram reels. And I think she probably filmed the reel within Instagram, I wanna say. And um, I think she used a couple hashtags and boom, just blew up, honestly. So every time I would like go and check and see how many views she has, and then I would check how many followers she has. And now she's around 24K. So I think that's just absolutely incredible. Um, But Instagram favors that stuff. So you really have to be on your game when those new features come out. even on Instagram stories, like if they release when they release polls, when they release questions, if they release a new Instagram story feature, start using that feature. Um, And so um, that is where we're at with Instagram right now is basically you want to be finding ways to create relatable content. Personally, in the EDM and festival space, I don't think outfit pictures are gonna cut it anymore, unless it's a very elaborate look, a very elaborate outfit, or in the caption, you are providing some type of value. I say this because before, outfit photos really did it, until festivals come back. I think once festivals come back, outfit photos still might be able to do the trick. Um, But right now, just from what I've been noticing, unless it's a really amazing out there outfit, or you're really providing some inspiration outfit inspo for someone to save that post or share that post, then it might your your post might not do as well as it used to is what I'm saying. Um, And it might seem superficial to say that it might really be superficial to say that, but that's just where we're at. And then another thing is if you're providing value in the caption, so maybe in that outfit photo, you list out your top 10 favorite brands from 2020 that festival brands or your favorite brand, your favorite go-to brands for accessories. Um, That could be something that you could mention in your caption. So that way, if people, if you do like a list or you're providing some type of value, then someone's gonna wanna save that post and come back to that post later. Um, And same thing with like Instagram Reels, if you're providing value, if you're providing entertainment, Those are going to be really good. Um, I've been doing a lot of quotes. Emma and I have both been doing a lot of quotes. We have really found that um, we've really found that quotes are doing really well because it's like relatable content. People want to comment on it. They want to share it. They want to save it. um, Whatever it may be. Quotes outside of the EDM and festival space have been doing really well this year. If you guys have noticed from like social justice accounts, um, any informational accounts, astrology accounts. Like before 2020, graphics did not do well. I've tested out graphics on my page before and they did not do well. This year they're doing a lot better because it, you're providing valuable content or your relatable content. So when you're evaluating your content strategy, you wanna think about what piece of content can I be doing to provide value, to provide entertainment, whatever it may be. And I'm just spitballing here. I'm really just talking through a bunch of different things that come to mind with Instagram. Um, But we can also just take a step back and talk about like content strategy in general. Um, I typically follow a content pillar strategy. And so what that means is I have different pillars that I will provide content on. So currently, my pillars right now are music festivals, even though we don't have them. Music festivals is still a pillar of my content because that is what my whole brand's about. Another pillar is music. So just talking about like EDM or other music. Another pillar is um, mental health and self-love. I feel like I talk a lot about that. That's more of like my relatable day-to-day type of content that I talk about. And then another pillar, festival fashion, because I love festival fashion. I love the trends. I love talking about that kind of stuff. I love providing outfit inspo for those that are more on the conservative side and those that are just like wanting to feel comfortable in things. Those that are looking for inspiration for like accessories, whatever it may be, the more simplistic type of style and comfort is what I go for. So I like talking about that. And then another pillar that I'm trying to currently add on is my influencer and marketing experience. I'm a digital marketer by day. I'm a content creator and influencer by night. This is what I live in breathe. So that is a new pillar that I'm trying to talk through and talk with you guys a lot more about. So this content pillar strategy is really what's going to help you in terms of figuring out what content you want to be talking about. If you don't know what content you want to be talking about, say you're not in the music or festival space, but you're passionate about something else, having a pillar strategy is really helpful to guide you. And it kind of identifies what you as a brand are going to be talking about. Um, And if you are a person, you are a brand, just going to throw that out there and say that like you have some type of story, something that you're wanting to talk about. If you are into fitness, if you're into something else, you might have different pillars to talk about that. And if you are an aspiring content creator or aspiring influencer, um, it helps when you start testing out different types of posts and see how those posts work. That's how I've identified my pillars is because I've noticed what posts have worked really well for me. And so even though I'm doing quotes, I'm doing a quote about mental health. I'm doing a quote about music festivals. I'm doing a quote about music. I'm doing quotes about all these different pillars Um, and finding what content works best with those different pillars. So if you are trying to figure out what pillars might work for you, try out different posts on Instagram, do a fitness post, do a music post, do whatever it is and see what resonates with your audience. If you're starting from scratch, then you can do whatever pillars you wanna do. If you wanna focus on fitness, then maybe you wanna share your meals for the day, you wanna share your meals for the week, your workout routine, um, confidence tips, whatever it may be, then you would rotate between those pillars. That way, not every single post is about it. Um, especially if you are a small business, you don't want every single post to be you trying to sell something. Maybe you'll have one post talking about you, the story behind your brand or who you are as a business owner. And then the other post is walking you through creating your product or doing your service. And then another post is what you actually sell and selling that. And then another post could be behind the scenes stuff. So you don't want every post to be the same thing. That's why I try to keep a range of content. So I'm talking about a bunch of different things, but it all still falls under me. So that is just our little content marketing moment. But that's what's going to help you with these algorithms and really having a clear direction for your content. Um, So your messaging comes across strong, it comes across to your audience, and you have a highly engaged audience. This is why I do not typically do, this is why I typically don't do um, giveaways really anymore because what I was finding is that when I do giveaways, I feel like I get a lot of followers, but then I also have the opportunity to lose followers because they might only be engaging with that content to win something. Um, and same thing, we only I only might see these people engage with my post just because they want to win something. And then my engagement rate falls down, because they're not engaging with any other posts, they might still be following with me, but they might not engage with any other posts. So that's something to think about and be careful with, because that can, that could potentially hurt you, unless you have a content strategy in place to support those followers. So like when you're getting all these new followers, you want to make sure that you're still providing value to them even after the giveaway is done. So I think that's why a lot of followers have stayed around after giveaways because they follow me and then they realize, oh, like I do really like this girl's content. I'm going to keep on following her. And maybe also people find out they don't like my content and then unfollow me, which is totally fine. I've accepted that, you know, not everyone is going to like my content. So that is just something to think about is having that content strategy is really going to be helpful to allow you to have a clear vision for the algorithm. And then when you start being consistent, I would say consistency is key with this algorithm. Be consistently posting. Be consistently showing up in your stories. I have a really bad I have a really bad time getting on camera with my stories just because uh I get in my head, I'm like, oh, I don't have anything good to say or like, oh, I don't look good. I'm just rolled out of bed, whatever it is. So I'm trying to get in the habit of talking more on my stories again. But showing up on your stories, showing up on the feed is super, super important. Um, Posting every day, posting every other day, whatever it is, if you're going from you only post say once a month or something, and you want to start ramping it up, just start posting two times a week, three times a week. And then when you get to a point where you're actually generating enough content, to be posting weekly, to be posting, I post twice a day, I post a quote in around noon, and then I post an actual post around seven or eight. And I've been doing that every day, then you'll start to see the engagement come in, you'll start to see the followers come in and everything like that. Um, Consistency is definitely key when it comes to these algorithms. Um, So that is just my little spiel, I think about you know, the algorithm for Instagram and how you can try and work your way through it and around it and everything like that. Um, you want to be make sh- making sure that you're just giving valuable content. So say really sit down and write out what are those pillars that you want to be doing content for? What are you really good at? What are you really known for? Um, what value could you provide? And really think about it. Everyone thinks that just because they're not a typical content creator or they don't, they're not established yet that they don't have any value to provide. But you do. If you go to festivals, you definitely have stories and value to provide and everything like that. So like if you had an absolute train wreck of a festival, but it taught you how to prepare better, you can talk about that. You really can dig deep and figure out what you know about and then talk about it. And I'm sure it can help someone else out um that's what i've always found is like talking about my struggles talking about my mental health struggles stuff like that there's usually someone else that's going through the same and that really helps them so i'm sure you could find something to talk about and that you're passionate about and you'll be able to find people that are aligned with that as well also with this there is a hashtag strategy that can be really beneficial i burnt myself out on hashtags so i used hashtags like really badly in 2017 and 2018 meaning I used the same hashtags I used a lot of hashtags they might have not been relevant and Instagram kind of started hiding my content because I think they started thinking it was like spammy I used like hashtag rave girl hashtag rave booty and stuff like that so my account has some type of like restriction on it or something I still don't have the new fonts on on Instagram stories and I've just kind of accepted it. <laughs> um, so you can do hashtags. If you have a newer account, hashtags work really well for you, I bet. Um, there is certain rules with how many hashtags you can use. You can use up to 30. I usually recommend using about eight because that means those hashtags are really relevant hashtags to the post that you are posting. Um, I will link some hashtag YouTube videos that you can check out down below. Um, of what works best for a hashtag strategy. And we can get into that maybe in another episode. Um, but you really just wanna find relevant hashtags and that are super kind of niche down. So if you're talking festival fashion, festival fashion's great. Maybe you're talking about plus size, you can do plus size festival fashion, plus size rave wear, stuff like that. Um, that way you get super specific and then you start to provide content for that specific niche. Um, And yeah, so that is a way to grow definitely is using those hashtags because then you can expose yourself to whatever community and find other like minded followers and people to attract. I have just gotten by without not using hashtags. And I think it's because I've been able to create relevant, relatable and shareable content. So a lot of people have found me that way. I've also used other platforms like YouTube and TikTok to grow my Instagram and Twitter to grow my Instagram. So that if people see my content on those platforms, they come to my Instagram and follow me there. And then I would also say collaborating. So collaborating with other content creators and influencers, collaborating with other brands and having their brand repost me, um, I think are definitely ways that I've been able to um, find ways around the algorithm so that they can still find me and follow me and everything like that. So that's definitely a way that's definitely helped expand my reach is like when another brand tags me or another content creator tags me, um, I typically get some follows that way. So um, that is basically it I think for Instagram is just work on your content strategy, work on the content itself, get on a consistent posting schedule and the followers will hopefully come and the engagement will hopefully come. Once that happens, then make sure that you are engaging with your community. So responding to comments, responding to DMs, I take time to do all of that um, to make sure that people are, you know, hearing from me and everything. And I'm also engaging with them to those that leave a comment and everything like that. That is the way that you will keep your community going and you will be able to keep it that way. Instagram can see that and be like, okay, they, they interact with their followers. Let's show their content to more people and then they will get more followers and continue to engage that way. Um, There's that saying don't just post and ghost make sure that you interact with the people that um, interact with your posts interact with your stories and everything like that. So for TikTok like I said I'm still getting to learn their algorithm but if you are able to create on TikTok I highly 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 recommend it because that algorithm is super favorable once you start posting one to two times a day. And it's relatable content, you do really good hashtags, you don't do hashtag FYP, do relatable hashtags. I do about four hashtags that are relevant to that content. So usually I'll do like music festivals, rave life, EDM TikTok, ravers of TikTok, so on and so forth. When you type in the hashtags, it'll show you how many hashtags are in there. Um, But that just signals to TikTok, this is the type of content I need to show it to. And the way that TikTok works is that it will show your content to a small circle of people. And then depending on how it performs with that group of people, it'll go on to the next group and then the next group and then the next group. Um, And that's how things go viral. So if it's just really relatable or entertaining content, that's how it sparks. You can also have a content strategy with TikTok. So you can do, I do a balance of doing trends and viral content and relatable content and informational content kind of all wrapped in one. And then I do more community content that's like for my followers Um, that or it's just like for shits and gigs for me, you know what I mean? Um, So that's where I find that balance with that. But I'm still trying to learn how the algorithm works. But I mean, I grew that account to over 6000. And just I started it in April. So it's been about eight months and I grew it, I probably could have grown it a lot faster. Um, if I stayed dedicated to it, but I took some time off from TikTok here and there. And so I've currently I'm retrying to grow it. And last week, I had around 6030 ish followers. And this week, I was able to grow by 100 followers. So I'm at 6132, I think. And that's because I'm posting like almost three times a day, I'm doing trends, I'm doing informational content, stuff like that. Um, And the thing with TikTok is that you can definitely take those TikToks and post them to Instagram Reels. So I've been able to repurpose that content and use it somewhere else, which has been really great. I'm also testing out, snipping down my YouTube videos to create TikToks and Reels for it. So definitely can find ways to repurpose that content to be put on TikTok and Instagram Reels. And that way you are growing your audiences in both places, which I think is great. I personally like the TikTok editor a lot better than Instagram. So I definitely will make TikToks forever in TikTok and then I will post them to Reels on Instagram. And I haven't seen anything differ where like, I've made a Reel in Instagram and then I've also posted a TikTok and I've gotten more engagement and more views from the ones from TikTok than I have from when I actually made a Reel. So I thought that was interesting. So as we go into 2021 and as you are planning out your strategy, For the next year and everything, I did want to talk about how to not let that algorithm get to you because this is something that will happen. It'll always get to you sometimes at some point and sometimes it comes from a place of self-doubt, of self-worth, whatever it may be and I've been there. I've definitely been there and it sucks. It sucks to feel like your worth is tied to some algorithm, to some follower count Um, And you constantly feel like you're on this cycle of always posting content that you can never get off of or whatever. So I really wanted to talk about how to take care of yourself if you are diving into this world because it's a lot and I think it's super important to talk about. Okay, so how to not let get the Instagram algorithm get to you. Um, The first thing I will say is test out different things. What I always tell aspiring content creators is to have the same mentality as me, which is to treat everything like an experiment. When you treat everything like an experiment, it takes out the pressure of something to perform well. When you have expectations of a post doing well or something, a piece of content doing well and it doesn't, then you set yourself up for disappointment. If you go in with the perspective of, okay, I don't know how this post is gonna do, but I really like this post. I'm really proud of it. I'm just gonna post it. However it performs is however it performs. When you come out from that perspective and you step outside of it, it it detaches your worth from it, right? Because you're just like, you're detaching yourself from that post and like, it's posted. What's done is done. You know what I mean? Let's just see how it performs. And then once it's posted and say it's been 24 hours since you posted it, that's when you analyze and you say, okay, this type of post didn't do as well as this type of post. So say you were a fitness influencer or whatever, and you posted your meal for the day, and you took a photo of what your meal looked like, and that photo didn't do as good compared to, say, a standalone photo where you talked about where you ate. Maybe it was a photo of yourself, and in the caption, you talked about what you ate for that day. Then you take note of that, and you're like, okay, next time we're going to try out this type of post and this type of post. Once a post does really well, then you take note of that and you find out ways to replicate it or do similar posts like that. That is where the magic kind of happens to keep on reframing that content in new ways. And that way you still get the same engagement. You still um, attract new followers, whatever it may be. When you treat everything like an experiment, your heart doesn't get broken, I've seen people talk about how, Oh, this post didn't perform, didn't get as much love as I wanted it to, or blah, 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 blah. You're really kind of like di- discouraging yourself in that way. And so just look at everything from an experiment. Don't have expectations um, and everything like that. Take breaks. So I know it can be hard. You want to constantly keep on posting, keep on engaging. I am the queen of taking breaks, whether it's an announced break, It's not, sometimes I just still leave my Instagram and just go away for a weekend and then I come back to it and you guys had no idea. Um, It's okay to take breaks. Um, I took breaks. I took a break last November. I really only posted sponsored content and it's okay to do that. So take breaks when you can. Um, And when you do that, just log off of social media. It will always, always be there. That's the thing. It will always be there. There will always be things going on. Whether you need to partake in it at every single minute of every single day, you don't need to do that. So take breaks when you can. I think it's super important as a content creator. And someone asked me the other day, I want to create, but what do you do when you have to create when you don't feel like it? And I really answered. And I was like, if I don't want to create, I don't want to create, I'm not going to create, I would rather take that break and take that time for myself and then come back to it after taking a break. Nine times out of 10, you taking that break, that content will be even better than you forcing yourself and rushing through to make that content. There is some content where I felt like I was not wanting to make it, but I had to push through and it wasn't my best work. So I really emphasize taking those breaks because you can come back that much better with a clearer head, more ideas, whatever it may be. And when you're taking a break in that time, you can remind yourself what matters, you know. At the end of the day, we're all just posting to this algorithm, we're all posting to our feeds. It matters. But in the grand scheme of it all, you losing a follower that day, or your post not getting as many likes that day, doesn't really matter. um, In the grand scheme of it, like when I Think back to when I first started as a content creator. Am I real? Like, I can't even think back to like, you know, a post that didn't do well because it didn't really matter. Like, yes, I got that content out there and yes, I was hoping it performed this way, but it didn't ruin my day. And, you know, I still, I still grew this following to what it was. So I think as long as you're making an effort, you're trying to be consistent in the long run, that will definitely help. But in terms of like your day, and if it really does matter at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what matters is like your close relationships, who you are as a person, what you're doing for yourself and your community and everything like that. And so take it with a very grain of salt if you lose followers. I've been losing followers on Twitter, like left and right. And I really am not posting any controversial content. So I really don't know why I'm losing followers, but I'm like, okay, that will probably help my engagement in the long run because I'm gonna have people that will actually engage with my content and people that you know actually care about my content. In my mind, it's like, all right, we're weeding out people. <laughs> I would rather have like 50 die hard followers that are like all about my content than a hundred thousand followers and only 5% of them actually care about what I'm posting. You know what I mean? Um, that's just me. <laughs> And then the final thing I'm gonna leave you with is don't rush to the destination. All right, so don't rush to the destination, which I have really bad habit of. I have so many aspirations and things I want to get to and I want it all right now. Anyone else feel like that? <laughs> I just want it all right now and I just have to realize that it's gonna take time and it's gonna be a process. And so I always have to tell myself, you know, enjoy where you're at right now, enjoy the struggle enjoy the challenges, enjoy the ride. Because once we get to that destination, you know, what happens next? You know, I'm always going to be working towards something. But you know, once I reach that goal or reach whatever, like, I'm there, there's not much to strive for after that, I feel like, you know, so I might as well just enjoy the ride, don't rush to the destination. Like if your goal is to get to 10k followers, then enjoy that time of creating and getting to that point that way it feels that much sweeter when you get to it that was a goal I had last year was to get to 10k um, so I could get the swipe up and so I really had a good time sitting down with my content and figuring out okay how can I get to that goal what content do I need to be doing to get to that goal and right now I'm just trying to do consistent content to stay consistent with my community. And if I attract new followers, great. I'm happy to have them and happy to have them a part of my tribe and everything. So I think it's great to just sit down with yourself and just, you know, be like, this is where I'm at right now. And we're going to get to where we need to go eventually. Um, And that can go for anything, not just social media. So I hope this episode was helpful. I tried to give you guys as much as I can. Stay tuned for another episode coming up soon with Miss Emma Capotis. We will be doing a Q&A about content creating, social media, all that jazz. So stay tuned for that. Emma also has a checklist for um, reasons why your Instagram following might not be growing. So I will link that down below if you guys want to check that out. I'll probably have some related content to that coming out soon. Um, But yeah, I hope this is helpful and kind of takes the stress off. Have fun with it. Don't stress about it. And I'm wishing you the best of luck with social media algorithms in 2021. We're all in this together. My DMs and emails are always open if you guys have any more questions. So thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. Don't forget to email your questions for Ask Aid, anything to hello at vibewithaid.com. I hope you guys are doing well and staying safe and healthy out there. Thank you so much for vibing with me in today's episode, and I will see you guys in the next one. Stay vibey, Vibe Tribe. Bye.